Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. This series is going to be life-changing because I promise you this, you guys are going to a whole new level. I want to start with Isaiah 54. I'm not going to start right away. I want to start with Isaiah 54, 7 in the King James. I want you to read this with me. And what are we going to do? We're going to make this my life. Right? We're going to pull this in, aren't we? So I want you to just give me, you give me like 40 minutes. I'll get you out of here in 40 minutes. If I'm telling you I will if you pay attention. All you people that don't pay attention, I'm going to start taking the time back. So if I see you jerking around like that for five minutes. 3.2. Come on. Amen. You ready for this? Now, when I read this to you, because I know attention span, you guys are smart, you're quick, you're bright, you're good looking, but you got to pull this in because I'm going to drop weight on you today. Now, this is what I'm saying. We're going to start talking about the blessing of God, okay? Now, you got to understand what this blessing is all about. Is it hot in here? You guys warm? Whoever's warm, you know, you regulate the warm and the non-warm people. I don't know how to start. All right, yeah, don't get me involved in that. All right. So now, you got to pull this in, right? So you got to understand something. God produced the blessing in the beginning with Adam, now, let me give you the story, okay? God makes man in his image and his likeness. He blessed him, and then he tells him after he blesses him, go be fruitful, go multiply, go subdue the earth, go have dominion. What that means is this. So write this down. The blessing is the empowerment factor of God. That's all it is. It's fancy terminology. It ain't even fancy. It empowers me to prosper in everything. That's not just wealth. That's life. How many got regrets? I don't want no regrets no more. You know what I mean? I don't want to live in the pain of regret. So the blessing lets me live beyond the pain of regret. The blessing lets me live in the increase. The blessing lets me make right decisions. The blessing. If he says, go be fruitful, go multiply, go have dominion, go subdue the earth, what's he saying? He's saying, man, you're going to live the good life. Okay? That, now, whose idea was that? God's idea in the garden. So he makes Adam, Adam sitting there. He even got Adam figured out. He said, Adam, you ain't, it ain't even good for you to be alone. You don't even know what you need. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said, and he goes and makes woman. Come on. Come on, somebody. He said, you, you goofy. <laughs> you goofy by yourself. Right? He knows what he needs. He supplies the needs. He gets them going. He pushes them in. And now Adam commits high treason, which you all know what that means. Adam disobeys God. Okay? Now, were you there? Was anybody there? Because y'all got miracle grow. <laughs> were you guys there 2,000 years ago? Somebody like, my neighbor looked like he'd been there. <laughs> Stop. You need to laugh. You guys, don't give me this rainy sun, Sunday business here. Come on. Was anybody there when Adam was... <laughs> you raise your hand, I'm going to come get you. Was anybody there when Adam sinned? No. <laughs> Was anybody there telling Adam, hey, Adam, cut it out, stop, you're making a big mistake? No, we weren't there, but we basically got what? Because of the disposition, the disposition of where we were, we were lumped in with Adam because that was all the race of humanity. Now, I told him in the morning, somebody could get mad at me, but I don't read the press clippings. Listen, this is what I learned real quick with this. I told Pastor Liz this a long time ago. They love you today. They will have a parade for you, let you ride on a donkey with palm fronds and praise you. And a day later, they're looking to kill you. I don't read no flash skippings. I don't read my headlines. Oh, Pastor Chris is great. I don't read the negative news. I don't listen to no, nobody talking about me. But can I let you know if you're secret just to help some of you social media people because I love you? 
why are you responding in nonsense with a bunch of people that have not figured out nothing? They just really exposed how ignorant they really are. And you sit there and really go, well, you know, I had a conversation with somebody. I said to somebody the other day, I said, well, there's only, there's, only two, there's only two beings in the earth. There's Adam, and then there's Jesus. So the race of the world and the earth and every gender and everything is found in them too. And if you find yourself in Jesus, it's simple. Why would you speak to the Adamic side of you when that's not who you are anymore? That's just lost man. Why am I going to get in an argument with people that want to talk about lost man? I'm supernatural man. You speak out of the place where you are, not where the place they want to put you. I'm a supernatural being. Yeah, you seriously are. So, so don't go there. So what he's saying is, we were, how did we get in that? Were you there when Adam did it? I wasn't there. But we got trapped in Adam because of humanity. Now we need a new way out. That was Jesus. Now Jesus is like, look, I got to go undo what this dude did because what this dude did was destroy the earth. He couldn't just come in and fix it because that would make Jesus a liar. He can't just come and say, well, I gave you dominion. Now I'm going to take it back and I'm going to fix it. He said, I got to come up with a new plan, and this is going to be, this is going to, he, had, he probably scratched his head for a minute and said, I got to figure this out. And he figured out a way in through what? Through Jesus Christ. Now, this is what I'm saying. But this was not just so you can go to heaven. I'm going to say something. It's going to be a little gray, but it's okay. I can say it. It had nothing to do with heaven. Jesus going to the cross had nothing to do with heaven and everything to do with the blessing. But I got news for you. You ready for this? Heaven was in the blessing. If you're a good Catholic, you've heard of a place called purgatory. Is no such thing. It was Abraham's bosom. It was a type of heaven that was in Abraham. Hello? And when Jesus Christ did the job and you've seen the saints live, where were they? They were hauled up in the heavenly state inside of Abraham. That ain't deep. Let me just show you what I'm saying. Heaven was in the blessing because you got the blessing of Abraham on your life. So it wasn't about heaven. It was about the blessing. And in the blessing, heaven was in there. It's the benefit of the blessing. God don't want you to just go to heaven. He wants you to have heaven on earth. He wants you to have dominion. And tell this lawless, oh my God, I was with, I was with PL. Now I can't play in this earth. You got, I'm going to need security everywhere I go. Well, there's crazy people out there. Blatant, sinning like nonsense everywhere you go. And I don't say nothing, but they know I don't like it because I look at them with that look. <laughs> you ain't going to move me with your crazy sin out there. They try to play, you know, like they're out and about, like show you they, you know, because they go a little extra. I'll, I'll give them the stare down. Because they know they're messed up. I know they are too. And I'm not going to not look because oh, don't look. No, I'm going to look right at you. Y'all crazy. I just give him a little crazy stare. He's like, look at us, we're crazy. I say, I'm crazier. <laughs> Play with me. I got God in there. God's in there somewhere. He'll, he'll find you. No, come on. They get lawless. They're going wacko. They're getting worse. And they didn't want the church. No, the blessing, the blessing brought you the benefits of life. But now you got to read it. Now, let me show you first and foremost. Well, you know, I'm disqualified from that. No, you're not. Now, when I read you these next couple of scriptures, it's going to show you something going to change your life forever. Now, that's up to you what you want to do. Because I got news for you. You were, okay, let me ask a question. Were you all born into Adam? Yes, the human race. We were born into it. How did I sin a sin I never committed, but I get labeled a sinner 
because of what he did. Because I was in the humanity race of Adam. Does it make sense? He was the first man. Jesus was the second Adam. He undid what the first one did. Does that make sense? So you're pulling it in? So were you there when Adam did it? No, but I got labeled a sinner with Adam. Then I'm going to get labeled a saint with Jesus. Amen. You, see, you see it? Now just you picking it up, you're pulling it in. Why am I telling you that? I'm telling you that for this reason and this reason only. You were born into Adam's sin by position. So that means you're born again into Jesus' blessing by position. I didn't do nothing to get it. Just like I didn't do nothing to put that curse on me, I didn't do nothing to put that blessing on me, but I've been born into it. Take your seat at the table and stop. I don't, listen, man, I've been a lot of places. I don't care if I got a pack, park on the back 40. I don't care if I show up at your event and I'm the dude on table 23. I don't care about none of that stuff. That don't move me. I don't expect it. I don't desire it, nor do I care about it. But I'm going to tell you right here now, if you say to me, look, we got a car spot for you in the front with your name on it. I'm going to take it. They say to you, hey, come sit here. And I don't, I, I've been to places I should not be sitting where I'm sitting, but you told me sit there. Mind your business. I'm going to sit where you tell me to sit. I'm going to tell you, look, I'm going to eat what you put in front of me. Come on. I've been around the world. I went to, I went to Africa, India. I've been all over the world. When I went to Africa, oh, my God, African food's good. Right? They put all this food in front of me. I didn't know what it was. I just ate it. These people, like, cooked all day long. I said, just eat it. Don't ask no questions. Just eat it. I blessed it and ate it. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because I don't worry about all that stuff. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to be honorable. I'm going to be But you know what they told me the one time? We going to see. We going to. The guy I went with, this guy. He walked on the airport. He walked on the tarmac. They stopped the plane stuff. They stopped the plane. He, the bishop's here. Cars coming on the, driving on the airport. I was like, what in the world? Get in the car. Yeah, okay, get in the car. Go here, do this. You ain't got to do that. You don't even see it. Why? You with him. Oh, no, let me go get in the line. <laughs> Are you crazy? I don't even know where I am. I'm on the other side of the world. I show up in the middle of the night. I didn't know where I was. Go get in what line? I ain't getting no line. I'm going with him. The guy they stopped the plane for it, that's the guy I want to be with. Come on. What am I saying? Look, if God puts you there, take it. Why? This is, this is not something you asked for. It's something you got. The blessing came because you were born into it. It's your birthright. Stop living less than what God made you to be. Stop living where you think you belong. You don't belong there. You belong in the blessing because that's what Jesus died to get you. Now, read the scripture. Now, when you read the scripture, you do what you want with it. Now, this is God prophetically, now prophetically is just a fancy word saying Jesus didn't come yet and he's telling you what's getting ready to happen. That's all it is. He's Isaiah. We didn't even know Christ was coming yet. So he foretells what's going to happen. You got it? He was the land slain before the foundation of the world. This is what he's going to do. This is what's going to happen when he's done it. Great. For a small moment, I have forsaken him. Now let's talk about, he had to do this with Jesus too. He had to turn his back on him. But he had to turn his back on Israel because they weren't right with God. I have forsaken thee. Now, this is God speaking to you. Everybody say this. Say, this is God speaking to me because it's true. Okay? This is what God's saying to you. He's saying, listen, for a small moment, I forsook you because I had to. Just like he had to turn, turn away from Jesus because he couldn't take sin. 
but with great mercies, I'm going to gather you again. You pulling this in? You got to pay attention because you're going. It'll go over your head because you're going to think, "Well, this is who I am." No, this is who you are. This is who you are. And a little wrath, because let me tell you something. Let me show you this. God was angry. You know how people can't understand the Old Testament God? They go, how could a God be like that? God's angry at sin. That's it. God was angry. God was full of wrath. God was full of vengeance. God was eye for an eye. God was ticked off because of sin. He was. But I'll tell you what he did with that wrath. That anger, that ticked off, that mad, that ticked, that ready to hurt somebody kind of God, put that on Jesus. All of God's wrath was put on Jesus on the cross. His anger, his punishment, everything went on Jesus. So it doesn't have to come on me and you. So how in the world could God be mad at him and mad at you at the same time? He took it all out because somebody had to pay the price for it. See, people think this cross, you know, it was like, you know, no, he took his wrath. God took his wrath and put it on Jesus. All of it. So he don't have to ever be angry with us. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what you're going to learn this stuff. God's mad at me. God cannot get mad at you. Now, this is where you got to really pay attention just because you're in Christ. And Christ already took the wrath and the anger. So how in the world could he go put it on you? He already put it on him. It's gone. So God, that's what people say. Well, you know, God's not happy with me. No, God can't be anything but happy with you because Jesus made sure he put the happy on your life. But what he did on the cross. That's why this is not a license to go goofy. This is a license to serve. In a little, a little wrath, I hid my face for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, says the Lord thy Redeemer. You better read that. That's the Bible. Now, redeem, remember I, I was saying this, like, you know, we watch these TV shows. Redeem means pay the ransom for does that mean redeem means somebody paid the ransom? You know, you watch these TV shows. We took the president for $8 billion. You know, and everybody's like, oh, we've got to pay the ransom. Right? And then what do they do? Y'all watch TV. Come on, stop. You know what I'm saying? And they go, oh, okay, we got to get the money. We bring the money. We exchange. We exchange the money for the president. Jesus said, okay. God said, what's it going to cost? What's it going to cost to get him? It's going to cost you your son. Fair enough. I'll send him as the redemption, the redeemer. He redeemed you. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you come up with the ransom price? No. You didn't. Did you come up with the plan? No. But Jesus said, no problem, I'll do it. That's why he loved the joy that was set before him of the cross, because he knew he was getting purchasing you back for his sin. For him to take sin, he knew he was getting you in exchange. And if it was just for you, he'd do it again. That's why he's a hero, man. He, that's why I tell the kids, I said, Jesus, the man too, bro. He ain't, no, he ain't no little lamb. He's a lamb, but he came back as a lion. He was a lamb that was slain, but he resurrected like a lion. You ever see a lion? I went to Africa. Well, you've seen them. You're South African. You know. They got real lions there. Boy, they put me in that game park? Nah, bro. We pulled up in the car with the gate. Remember I told you that? Oh, the gate was 40 feet in the air. I don't know how big it was. And I said, well, where's the zoo? They're like, you driving in right now with the car. Shane with the car. In the car. In the car. You in the car. Stay in the car, bro. I wouldn't even crack the window. <laughs> Rhino came out. I was like, oh, and the seat with the seatbelt on. I was like, no, I'm from New Jersey. We don't do this. <laughs> no, you Africans are crazy, bro. 
You're nuts, man. And then they want to open the window. I said, bro, you got a better sense of seeing Jesus Christ resurrect again than me opening a window. I ain't opening a window. Bro, you happy I even got the air on. Something could come through the vent and get in here. Nah, man. I seen them YouTubes, you know? Yeah, the guy thinks he's smart with the camera. Oh, this will be cute. Yeah, your lunch. No, no. Sit still. I was like, don't move. Don't make no sudden movements. Then I'm thinking, like, what if this car breaks down? Nobody coming to get you. No, you sleep in here. No, I don't like none of that stuff. Oh, I didn't want to. You want to go there? No. I said, where's the hotel? No. I don't want to do none of that. You want to see this? No, I don't want to see it. I don't need. It was fun. It was fun. But you know what I'm saying? He the lion. But when you go see the lion, you know the lion. He's the king of the jungle. Yeah, that's Jesus. He ain't just, oh, he ain't no weak. You ain't serving no weak. You know, like, oh, like, you know, they got Jesus portrayed like he's weak. He ain't weak. He's supernatural, powerful, took sin upon him. Look at this. Now we're going to read this. This is how he sees you. I'm your redeemer. He said, I paid the price for you. I bought you back. That's why the church doesn't understand this. We don't talk right. That's why the militaries really, thank God for all you military men and women. We appreciate you. Love you. The military got a better revelation of this than the church ever will. You don't belong to yourself. I got, you know, Dr. Porter, man, he's my man. He's in the Navy. I said, did the Navy ask you any day of your life what you, he said, no, they didn't ask me nothing. That's the problem with the church. You're a purchased possession. You were bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. You go fly them jets, they're going to be like, this is what you got to do. That's how you got to be. He'll do it. He's going to do it. But you know what I'm saying? But you don't belong. You can't just do what you want to do. It's not your life anymore. It doesn't belong to you. But it is my life. No, it ain't really your life. Somebody purchased you. You're property of the United States government. And you better not mess with it. They ain't playing. It's good. It's protection. Come on. You see what I'm saying? But going to church and tell them, you property of heaven. I do what I want to do. Man, you're going to get what you get. This is you, you, we did, you know, the thing about a kingdom, there's a king. This ain't a democracy. You go in there, oh, this is what I think. You know how many times I told God this is what I think? And he told me, shut up. I don't care what you think. Thank you, right? Look at the Bible. Read it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I understand. I'm with you. I'm not like exempt from the, you know, the stuff. I'm getting it. In a little wrath, watch this. I'm your redeemer. Now watch nine. And then we're going to read it in that thing. For this, now you better get, you got to get this. For what I'm getting ready to tell you is just like what I told Noah. Well, what you tell Noah? I put a bow in the air, rainbow, and that's symbolic. I'm never going to flood the earth again. That's a covenant agreement, and I'm getting ready to tell you the same thing, terminology of a covenant that I'm mad at you one time on that cross, but I'm never going to be mad at you again. And it wasn't you. It was Jesus. Look what he says. Just like the waters of Noah, for as I was sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, he said, I ain't going to flood the earth no more. So have I sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. That's a covenant agreement. Look, if God come back and flood the earth like he didn't know, he'd be a liar. The earth axis would flip, the place would explode. Come on, man. He's God. You either believe he's God or he's not God. Cut it out with this stuff. You know, these goofy, stupid people we listen to all day. I don't know about God. I don't know about this. You're too extreme. No, I'm right. I'm exactly right. Ain't no doubt in my mind I'm right. I know what I'm talking about. I'm accountable for all you people anyway. You think I'm going to come over here and tell you some stupid stuff? No. Look what he said. He said, I ain't mad at you. Now, if you read that and you get all, oh, this means I can go do what I want to go do. You didn't even hear what I said. 
He's saying, look, you may make mistakes, but I ain't mad at you. Because what's the first thing that happens when people make mistakes? They don't want to go to God. Because they feel like, well, I, I botched it up. Now, if I go to God, God's going to be mad. God's like, I ain't never been mad at you a day in your life. Who told you that? Religion told you that. The church messed you up. Not this church. Church said this. Well, when you're good, God loves you. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. But when you start messing it up, you know, I know some of you, I know some of you partying, you do little stuff, you know what I mean? It's cool. I'm down. I'm all right. Chill out. I'm not giving you no license to get nuts, but I know what that means to you. Well, now I can't. Now I'm not. Look, man, God said we could fix your lifestyle if you can give me some time in the church. But sin and religion told you, you got a bad lifestyle, don't come to church. How are you going to fix yourself if you don't get into church? You know what God told me? This is good. I told PL this. I said, the more I'm going, you know, the higher you go up. Now, listen, this is going to help you. The higher you go up in this kingdom stuff, the thinner the air. And I said something. I said, Moses had a rock problem. He comes home with tablets of rock and breaks them. He got rocks following him in the middle of the Israel, children of Israel going across. But I want to explain it. It's funny. He smashes rocks with the Ten Commandments. Smashes them. God doesn't have a problem with it. He's like, okay, we'll redo it. But he smacks a rock one too many times in the wilderness and loses everything. God expects spiritual growth, and God doesn't want your decisions to affect people. When it's just affecting you somewhat and it's not as public, you can get away with a little bit. The more you grow in God, he expects maturity. That's all he's saying. But in the beginning of this, he's working with you, man. He works with you. Who in the world doesn't work with you? God's long-suffering. Stop this nonsense where you, I can't come in. It's set, no, get in here. Because look what it says. Now, you got to get this. Pull this in. Let them see that because that will help them. He starts explaining this even more, I think, like this where it kind of clicks in. For this, just like the water of Noah, I swear I'm not going to ever do that again. So have I swore to you that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. Now watch verse 10. Boom. For the mountain shall depart and the hill shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall my covenant of my peace be removed, says the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Man, that's God to you. I got peace. I got God's cool, man. God's chilling. He's like, get it straight, man. What's wrong with you? He's probably laughing at us. Like, what's the matter with you? Straighten up. Look what it says in the Amplified. Let's just read it in its text because it helps, and then we're going to see it. Just put it all in the Amplified from seven. Good job. For a brief moment, I forsook you, but with great compassion and mercy, I'm going to gather you again to me. Look at verse eight. In a little burst of my wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with age-enduring love and kindness, I will have compassion and mercy on you, says the Lord, you're redeemed. He's your redeemer. Look at this. Look at this. Keep going. Look at this. For this is like the days of Noah unto me. As I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you or rebuke you. Amen. It's God. He loves you. Cares about you. He's like, come on, man. For though the mountains shall depart and the hills shall be shaken, yet my love and kindness shall not be nor shall my covenant of peace. A covenant of peace. He's like, I got peace with you, man. 
I ain't never coming out of peace with you, especially your performance can't stop it. And I got news for you, and my completeness shall not be removed, says the Lord. The Lord who what? Has compassion on you. It's God to you. Now look right there. I don't care. Now listen, this ain't, this ain't me being mean. I don't care how you think about you. You better think through this. This is your lens. I don't care what you think. Like, oh, God can't accept me. You keep, you're lying to yourself. God just told you I got a covenant of peace. I got a covenant of mercy. I got a covenant. I got a plan. I got a purpose. And I got a design. Now, what you do with it, that's up to you. Now, watch this. So why do I get you there? Because I got to let this blessing start kicking in. And you're going to reject the blessing if you don't have faith for it. Because you're going to feel like, I don't get it. Look at Galatians 3.13. Now, Galatians 3.13 is simple. You can go into King James. It says what? It says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. For cursed is everything that hangeth upon a tree. Right? And look, 14 says what? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith. What does that mean? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, which is what? The life of faith. That we might receive the promise, the promise of what? The promise of the Spirit through faith. That's Hebrews 6. What's he talking about? The promise, that covenant promise is what? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and the blessing. Now go to verse 13 again real slow. Just look at it in the King James because I want you to read it. You read it in your own mind. You see it. Christ redeemed me from the, there you go right there. Stop. So why did Jesus go to the cross? To redeem you from the, didn't we read that word redeem? In Isaiah, I'm your redeemer. I'm the one who paid the ransom. Why'd you go to the cross? To put the ransom on the cross? To take the curse? Well, let me ask you a question. If he took the curse, what do you got? Come on, baby. You smart now. I'm smart, ma. I'm so bright. That's why my mama calls me son. Come on. You guys are helping with this weather today. Come on. Lighten up. Gee whiz. I can prove to you Jesus is Italian, too. I promise you, I can prove to you Jesus is Italian. You want to try it? Don't give away my punchline. Number one, number one, number one, he always hung around with a bunch of guys. Yeah? Number two, number two, turn water to wine. Come on, huh? Number three, what? His mother thought he was God. That's funny. I got jokes. I got jokes. Come on. Two hand claps and one patty cake in the back. You know what? You guys are not helping me today. I'm going to make you stay longer. Yeah, where's Dennis? You're staying longer today. <laughs> Christ redeemed me from the curse of the Lord. Read this in the Amplify. Oh, message. Put it in a message. Come on, you got to go. I told you I'd keep you for it. All right. Christ redeemed us. Look at this. Christ redeemed me from the self-defeating what? Life. Right? Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating cursed life. Are we self-defeated? Yeah, because you know why? We don't elevate our game to where we are. Live up to your label. You ever go buy something? Now, I'm a, I, got a, I got a shopping addiction, but <laughs> I got a, I, I'm addicted to new. You ever look at labels? Now, I'm not, I'm not, just hear me. You look, yeah, you do. You should. <laughs> That's some of your problem right there. No, I don't look. <laughs> no, you don't hear me. I don't care about it. Certain labels, an, ambul- an emblem or something. We live in a society. That means something costs more than something else. It's a label. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's right or wrong, you know, I used to call this a zip code. Why do you think, I was telling them we were talking about, we laughed. Why do you think people want the zip code when you do so? Because they tell you where your property value is at, bro. You know, we used to call it rent control. <laughs> yeah, because you got the zip code. You know, I was in Kansas, I was living good in South Africa, man. I was up in the mountain. 
Oh, people can't even go up there. I thought I was going on a mission trip. I could not send pictures home. I was living in paradise. I was in Camps Bay. You know what I played? I played Steinbeck. I played Ernie Els's home course. And I seen Pulse in prison. I never forgot it. And I seen where Mandela was on Ramazan. I played Steinbeck. That's, that's the home course. Uh, trust me, I needed a better golf game. But, but I played it. And, and I got a shirt to prove it. And uh, so I was there. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I never forget. I was like, I, I never forget. I looked up and seen those mountains. I was like, what am I doing here? God's like, I put you here. These things are all about God. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't make a difference where you are. You could be in a shack, and it could be in a tent in the back. Didn't, that does, that's not the, what I'm saying. God put you. Some of you should be dead. You're still alive. Some of you should have quit. You're here. Some of you have been through tough, man. Came home one day, somebody didn't love you no more. That's, that's hurtful, man. But you know what? You decide to say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up the pieces. I'm going to be all right. Some of you got regrets. Some of you got stuff. You're going to be okay. That's what we're talking about. He redeemed me from this self-defeating curse. Life. I make mistakes. Who doesn't have regret in this room? It doesn't make a difference. We can live beyond regret. We can live beyond mistakes. God's the God of a million chances. Who told you God does it? Who tells you this stuff? What's going on in your head? Trust this book. I, you could say this. You can go to heaven and say, God, we were reading the book, and Pastor Chris said, God knows I'm going to time out when I'm there for like a couple months. You say, it's in the book. It's in the book, man. It's in the book. You see what I'm saying? So just trust it. By abs- now, this will mess you up. He absorbed the curse completely into himself. If that's not love, I don't know what it is. He said, okay, put it in me, not just on me. Let it come into me. And he took it like a sponge. Why? Because he does the... So let me ask you a question. If he absorbed the curse, you better start absorbing that blessing. That was the exchange. He paid to take it. You... (laughs) Come on, right? Look at this. Look, you, do you remember the scripture that says curses everyone that hangs out on a tree? That's what happened to him. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, he became a curse. And with that same time, dissolved the curse. And now because of that, the air is clear. He cleared the air between you and him. You ever hear that terminology? Like They cleared the air. Everybody's good. There's no more separation. They cleared the air. There's no more argument. <laughs> because what? The air is clear. We can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for us to receive the God life, his spirit in and with us by believing just the way Abraham received it. Right? And in Galatians 3.29, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. The blessing, the blessed life, the empowerment factor, the Holy Spirit moving in your and my midst to change and transform our life based upon what Jesus. So the blessing's on me. The blessing's on me. The blessing's on me. Now you got to write this down. You got to have faith for the blessing. Because just because it's there doesn't mean you're going to activate it. Now this is what I need you to do. Write this down. You got to have faith for it. Okay. And you got to acknowledge it when it starts moving. You got to see it. Like that's favor. That's the blessing. You know, you get a job, something pops, boom, that's favor. Out of your mouth. That's the favor of God. That's the blessing. That's the favor of God. That's the blessing of God. That's the favor of God. 
I don't care what people think. That's the, that's the favor of God. That's the blessing of God. That's the Holy. That's God. That's God. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. That blessing's working. You got to activate it. It's voice. See, here's the thing. You, you voice activate it. It follows the command. It follows the speak. That's why in Genesis chapter 2, when he made man a speaking spirit, words empower dominion. But if you don't say the right stuff, you, you, you mess it up. And one thing about the blessing, if you don't speak it, you can't invoke it. You can't enforce it. You got to speak it. That's the blessing of God. That's the blessing of God. That's the blessing moving in my life. That's the blessing on my family. Now, where is the blessing found? Deuteronomy 28. Just go there in the King James. We're going to read it. Now, this is what God wants for you. Now, if you say, I don't want no part of it, that's your own business. But this is what God laid up for you. Okay, so you understand what I'm saying. Adam, we got the fact. Adam came in, had the blessing, was rolling, was blessed, was doing good. He messed up. It's okay. <clears throat> he committed high treason, gave it over. Jesus come and said, what am I going to do? So Jesus, through, now why is Abraham so important? We're not going to get into all that today. Abraham was the first guy to really believe God that affected the promise within our life. Like, no, it did, and you know what I'm saying. But Abraham said, he brings Abraham, he goes, Abraham, and believe me. He's like, Abraham shot out too. He's lying. He needs stars in the sky. Look, if God calls him the father of faith, you can make it. Come on. And I'm not being a buster. Read Genesis 13, 12. He leaves Ur of the Chaldees, goes 13. He's like waking up like, I don't know, 14. He's coming to it, 16, 17. Shows up in what, 17, 1. He says, I'm El Shaddai. Never used that word terminology before. He said, I'm the God who's more than enough. I can do anything. And the Bible says in Romans 4 that if you follow it, you see how he got it. He was firmly persuaded that what God said he could do, he could do. Abraham had to be firmly persuaded. Everybody's got to be persuaded. That's all faith is, is a firm persuasion, a conviction based upon hearing. Does that make sense? That's all it is, persuasion. Jesus has been trying to persuade men all his life. Will you believe me? I'm going to tell you right here now, numbers, that's my scripture, man. Favorite scripture in the whole Bible. God is not a man that he should lie. Right? Not a, not, he's not a man that he should lie. He's the son of God. He don't need to repent. Has he not said it? Will not come God's greatest pleasure is to be believed. That's God's great, God's, you want to make, make God happy? Hebrews eleven six 6 says what? Without faith, it's impossible to believe him. He who comes to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What's that mean? Simple terminology. God loves to be believed. That's God's number one desire. Believe him. What's his number one regret? To be doubted. Simple life. You want to please God? Just believe him. You don't have to understand it? Just believe him. What's God's greatest desire? To be believed. What's God's greatest problem? People don't believe him. So just believe him. Okay? You all right with that? So work on that. Yeah, Numbers 23, 19, right? Just you got to pull that in because that's big because God wants to be believed. Simple, simple. I believe you. I don't know how you're going to do it. Look, it gets so wild, you don't even know how he's going to do it. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't, need, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't even care. It's more fun not knowing how he's going to do it than know how he's going to do it and mess it up. It's going to be like, this is going to be cool. I, like, I used to pray these prayers. They were funny. I was like, like I'm, I, it's going to be really cool to see how we're going to get out of this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He do this stuff, and you're like, you're crazy. I probably drove past the Liz up a wall those early days. I was like, yeah, he'll work it out. And she's like, how is he going to do that? I was like, I don't know. I'd walk away and be like, this is going to be a humdinger. We're going to watch this one. How are you going to get us out of this? And he did it every time. 
He just did it. You know, we went through recessions and crazy stuff, and Florida was like a fire sale. Remember that season? Like, yeah, nobody wanted nothing. People were like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God, God, we're going to really need you. But we fasted the year before. We prayed, and we made it, and we prospered, and we went through a pandemic. The pandemic hit. We went in expansion. I'm like, we're expanding. I don't even want to tell people what's going on. People were like negative. I'm like, we're expanding. <laughs> I don't know. How do you, how do you explain this? We glorified God, and we were compassionate towards people. Obviously, it was a tough time in the world, but I'm saying we're expanding. You know, everybody, you just look at God. He just confounds your brain. You know, don't even try to think. Just go, he's God. Just trust him. You know, once you start figuring out details, you're going to mess it up. Now, look at this, and I'm going to let you go. And it shall come to pass. Now, there's conditions. Everybody say conditions. One condition for me and you is faith. That's it. If you, it'll come to pass if. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It he didn't say it might. He said it will come. To, it's God. He ain't playing. It will come to pass if you hearken diligent in the voice of the Lord your God. Now, let me show you something right here now. This is where spiritual growth skyrockets in someone's life. If you don't have promises, you ain't going to care about nothing. You're going to say whatever you want to say. The minute those promises start showing up in your life, it changes your vernacular. It changes your attitude. It changes the people you hang out with. It changes your life posture. Does that make sense? Because you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to say what I want to say. Well, you ain't going to say what you want to say if you connected the promises of God. You're going to say what the Bible tells you to say. Otherwise, you forfeit the promise. I want to hearken diligently in the voice of the Lord your God. And observe to do all his commandments, which he commanded me this day. Now, that ain't hard. What you just saying? Stay in line with the promise. Do the actions. Stay in line with it. Watch this. That the Lord thy God. Now, this, whose idea is this? I'll set you high above all the nations of the earth. Huh? Who, 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 who woke up this morning and said, God, thank you for setting me high above the nations? No. He said, I'm going to do it, though. You know what I'm saying? It's a covenant promise. Well, whose idea was that? It was God's idea. Why wouldn't you take, listen, man, take the spot he gave you. And there ain't nothing wrong with you elevating your thinking to the place he gave you. That's the problem with the church. They want to go back in the back 40. Bump the back 40. God put you in the front row. Sit there. And I didn't get here. I didn't get here because I didn't get here because uh, I did it. He put you there. He said, sit. Who told you sit here? You're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Sit here at my right hand. If he told you sit at the right hand, why you want to go? You ever go to a wedding? Man, you go to those weddings. Oh, my God. Some of you, man, I'm going to tell you right now. You invite me to your stuff. Don't put me with the weirdo table. <laughs> I, you know, now, now it's a name tag. You know, they want to bring you this up. Man, you ever go to the table? You ever go there? And you're like, you know, you like, you like, oh, God. You ever, like, swim by the table before you sit because you know you can move maybe? We just went to one not too long ago. I was like, oh, God, where'd they put us? Who's at this table? You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Some of you don't know, have no idea what I'm talking. Some of you need to get out more, <laughs> get new friends. So you go to the thing, and I go, go get the thing. And PL is real good about that stuff. She's like, here's the number. I'm like, oh God, swim by the table. <laughs> Just pretend. Is it table? What table? is it? Two, three, four. What do we got? Seven. All right, eight. Okay, good. Who's on eight? Because I'm scared. Because I've seen some of these events. Man, he gave you a name. He said, go to table one and sit at my right hand. Why wouldn't you go there? 
That's what he told you. So this, hey, this, this is where he wants you to be? That's where he put me. <laughs> you ever been someplace you ain't supposed to be and you know you ain't supposed to be there, but nobody else knows you're not supposed to be there and you got to act like you're supposed to be here? That's a nice feeling, ain't it? What do you do? You don't say nothing. <laughs> How'd you get here? I'm with him. <laughs> you ever do that? You ain't supposed to be here. You ever walk into somewhere like, you just follow You got paperwork for this? Not with him. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> See what I'm saying? What's wrong with some of you? Some of you, like, got explained to the guy at the door. Well, I'm really not supposed to be here. And really what happened was, I don't have a badge. I don't have any of this stuff. I have nothing for this. And, now, you know, I probably shouldn't even be in the room. No. Take your seat. He wants to put you far above the nations of the earth. Sit there. It was his idea. He'll give you the wisdom when you get there. Just take your spot. It's not like me being silly. It's really big. Look, I'm done. Pop this up here. We're going to read all the way to verse 8, and I'm done. Uh, high above all the nations of the earth. That's where he wants you to be. On all these blessings, uh, come on thee and overtake thee. Now, you ever get hit with a wave? You know, you're in the ocean. I was with the kids when I thought I was smart. You know, I got this wave. Man, that wave, you ever hear that wave come over your head? <laughs> like, whoom, bam, and slam you? That's overtaken. That means this thing's going to hit you so hard that the blessing of God is going to smack you upside your head. That's what he said in the word of God. And if thou, sorry, start listening to God. The blessing shall come on thee. The blessing shall overtake thee if. So what's that? Believe in it. Expect it. Start. Why is it not working? Why is it not? You didn't have faith for the blessing. Now I put you in a place to demand it. And you ain't demanding God for it. God wants to give it to you. You're just telling the enemy, I know who I am. I know where I belong. And I know what I should have. Look at verse 3. Come on. Stop settling. You're settling in your relationships. That's going to go over big. Yeah, because you got some bozo, you got some bozo shows up and goes, well, here's how I think you should. No, shut your mouth. I'm royalty, man. I told him in the morning service, we were in Belgium. I was in Belgium. I don't know if you were there at that time. The, the prince was coming out. I'm in Belgium. I know about a king. I don't know about this stuff. All I knew is that house was huge. The house was like from, from Nova to Ridgewood. I'm not kidding, man. That place was huge. I said, what's going on today? We can't go out just yet because the prince is coming out. He's going to have a parade. I said, prince, what's the point of this stuff? You got princes and kings and all that stuff. Y'all into all that stuff. I said, not here. But anyway, I said, what's he going to do? He's going to come out and give a little speech, a little hootie do speech, and the whole place is going to go crazy over it. Now, I, I, was, I was kidding. I got, a, I, got a, I got a son in London, you know, he's like my spiritual guy. So I keep him and I train him. He's a good kid. And I said, you know, like the queen and all that stuff? Those, those princes don't act right. I got news for you, bro. <laughs> right? They're a little off a little bit. No, God bless them. They still royalty. Yeah, hello, wake up, you see, you see, you see? Now I'm talking about you, you see, you see? Yeah, they ain't acting right. Still got a crown on his head. Hello? He ain't living in no shack. Some of you royalty, you might not act right, you'll catch up, keep the crown on your head, don't take it off. Oh, you know what, I feel like I should take it off. Bump that, I'm keeping mine on. Keep it on. 
Don't take it off. Don't let it go. Keep it on your head and live up to the label. Sooner or later, you're going to get it. Look at Bless, you shall be in the city, and bless, you should be in the field. That means you, uh, where are, where do you live geography? I don't care where I live geography. When I show up, the blessing shows up. How's the economy in your county? I set the tempo, the economy, the county. Want to know what? The state's blessed because I'm here. Well, you shouldn't talk like that. No, I read this Deuteronomy 28.4. Blessed shall be me. Go back to three. Look what it said. It said what? Well, I shall be in the city. I, I make Daytona Beach blessed. Daytona Beach don't make me blessed. They should send me a check. Thank God they keep me here. Well, you better start thinking like this, guys. Come on, man. The company, you want to know why that company prospers? You're there. You want to know why that business is flourishing? You're there. Want to know why the books go up? You're there. Want to know why you like that? Because you're there. I'm the blessed one. Just like Joseph showed up. They said there's favor on that kid. That boy got favor on him. Don't you take him away. He got favor on him. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you something right now. Don't let your favor become somebody else's favor. You better keep your favor on you. Start that thing now. You better start it. Some of you better start it. You the key to the favor. You the key to the favor. You understand? You the key to the favor. They weren't blessed. You were blessed. You made them blessed because you showed up. Come on. You got the favor. Don't, don't talk it off. Look what it says right here. City in the field. I got that part. Go to four. Here we go. Fruit of your body, your kids. Now, you better start telling them again, you blessed. You blessed. Every time you look at them, you blessed. That blessing will keep them on track. You blessed. The fruit of your body. The fruit of the ground. Now, we ain't farmers around here. Some of you are. Your business will be blessed. Your bank account will be blessed. Your house will be blessed. The stuff you got's blessed. You got flocks. How many, how many got flocks and sheep? Bump all that. Your bank account. Hallelujah. Your property. Amen. Your property, right? Your property's blessed. Remember? Yeah, you know, that's what that, you remember that story? Where was it Brother Caps and Dr. Seville? That one time they couldn't sell the property. And uh, remember that one? Yeah, they couldn't sell the property. They couldn't sell the property forever. Couldn't sell the property for Brother Jerry. Couldn't sell the property forever. And he got Brother Caps to go out there. And Brother Caps started throwing the dirt in the air saying it's blessed dirt. This is blessed dirt. This is blessed. He thought it was crazy. Three days later or a day later, he sold it. Couldn't sell it for months. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and out of no sorrow. You got to start speaking that blessing. How about the basket in the store? Woo-hoo-hoo. What does that mean? Your accounts. Your run money. Pocket change. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. You blessed. Yeah, you blessed. You business guys, I'm telling you right now, businessmen and women, you better walk in there and say, you walk in there, coming to one. I'm blessed of the Lord. I'm the blessed of the Lord, man. The blessing of God attracted. It gravitates. It pulls it in. It's like a pull. You can't understand it. But it's got to be revelation. Now you got revelation for it. Look at this. I'm almost done. I'm going to go all the way like 8, 9, 10. I don't know. And you know, you can play. But blessed shall be the basket. Blessed shall be the store. Woo, come on. Come on. Keep going. Blessed shall be when thou come. You're going to be a blessing when you come, and you're going to be blessed when you go. How many people are just a blessing when they go? Come on, somebody. Come on. How many? How many? Are they? Oh, God, you left. Praise God. Hallelujah. I couldn't wait till they left the room. Come on. How many are a blessing when they go? Hallelujah. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. <coughs> How many? How many of you excited when their blessed assurance leaves? Put that together. You get that on the ride home. And blessed thou shalt be when thou goes. Now watch seven. I like seven's terminology. It gets me excited. The Lord shall cause thy enemies. Now this is, well, is he just talking about prospering? I'm talking about the blessing crushing your enemies. It's the blessing. So now victory, because I'm blessed. I don't lose. You don't lose. 
you start getting, you get a winner's mentality. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thee thy face. Thou shalt come out against thee one way, they got to flee seven ways. Your enemies are going to come at you, but seven ways they're leaving. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. The Lord shall command. That's God. I command you to be blessed. He speaks it. Pow. In thy storehouse and in all thy settest thy hand unto. Everything you put your hand to, God said is blessed. And, what, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth. The power is there. The ability is there. It's in the blessing. So what do we do? We know Adam had it. He lost it. Jesus came, put it back on you, and gave you the power of the blessing. It's not anything else but faith. How do you activate? Just like Abraham. The blessing of Abraham comes by faith for it. I'm blessed, man. So now when they start talking all this nonsense and they try to pull you in this earth realm and try to tell you what's going on, you go, man, look, man, I'm, I'm not operating on that. I'm operating on a different system than the system of the world. And because I'm operating on a different system of the world, I get different results than the world gets. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that today they got an endowment of the blessing of God. This blessing upon their life is going to change their life forever because you've been faithful and promised to be true. Let the revelation of this blessing transform them forevermore in jesus mighty name we pray and everybody said amen pastor is going to lead you right now thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor chris if you are interested in learning more about relevant church we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org and don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week and as always welcome home